What did I just say? sound like the usual mindless boring getting to know you chit chat and it is episode 156 of the green insider powered by you renewable we are going to get into the nitty-gritty in just a minute with myself greg frank and you renewable ceo mike niemer but before we go any further we do want to check in with the e renewable coo and niemer so let's hear from ann and then it's on to episode 156 of the green insider first here's ann niemer Ann Niemer here, COO of eRenewable. We know today whether you're a public company, private equity, or privately held company, ESG and sustainability are important to your company. At eRenewable, we can help you achieve some of those goals. If you have any questions or need any assistance with regards to reaching your sustainability goals, please visit us at eRenewable.com to learn more. As always, thank you for listening to The Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. And we welcome you into episode 156 of the Green Insider, powered by eRenewable, alongside Mike Niemer. My name is Greg Frank. Mike, good to see you again. I know uh, we had a little bit of a hiatus there for uh, Thanksgiving, but uh, back for a couple more here before we get out for the year-end holidays. Yeah, we're looking forward to December. We'll have three or four more podcasts. Uh, we did have a nice holiday. It was good to take a break. and. Uh Glad you got to go back to see your family in Philadelphia. Yeah, was, That's always nice. Yeah, it was good to see everybody. I know it was a local holiday for you here in Houston. Yes, all the kids and grandkids came over. My wife cooked, and uh, we had a great time. Very nice. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get to our guest now. He is Joey Sanchez joining us in studio here for, again, episode 156 of The Green Insider, powered by E-Renewable. He is the Senior Director of Ecosystems in Houston, Texas at the ION Joey, thanks a lot for your time. How are you doing? No, thank you very much for having me today. This is an exciting day to be in Houston. Yeah, so uh, let's. we always like to kind of just start with some background on our guests and tell us a little bit about uh, what brought you to what you do and how it kind of ties in with sustainability. So what's your story there? Yeah, so uh, born and raised here in Houston, Texas, and just love the city, love you know what, what the region is all about, and that's about energy. So uh, I started my career in National Oil of Arco, uh, but in 2014, really wanted to be a part of the city's future. So I, I jumped in at the Greater Houston Partnership. If uh, you're familiar, that's the Chamber of Commerce, the Economic Development, and the Public Policy Shop for the city. And that's where I got real into the energy transition. Uh, I saw on the ground floor what was happening, and that was in the tech uh, startup ecosystem you know, space. And that's how I ended up at the ION. Uh, the startup ecosystem of Houston is thriving, and it's around this energy transition, this energy tech uh, mentality. And man, it's 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 taken off like a rocket, uh, which is another aspect of Houston. Well, you know, it's that mentality that is leading us to be not only known for oil and gas, but the energy capital of the world, including all these new sustainable products that we have here in town, and all these young companies in incubation stage and getting started and I know you're heavily involved with all that as part of your ecosystem down there at the ION, is that correct? Absolutely. So an ecosystem in the biological sense is the sun, the soil, the seeds. And in the startup ecosystem, what you call an early stage startup is a seed stage startup. And we're here to plant more seeds in Houston. And so those seeds are going to grow into a forest of startups here in Houston. And that's really what my job is, is to cultivate those connections and to create uh, the collaborations between corporates and investors and startups and community leaders. 
it's a it's an amazing job to be in. You know, I, I just want to jump in real quick and just ask a question specific about your job duties there because you mentioned cultivating relationships and connecting with new people, and that's something that uh, you know I, I work here full time in radio, and it's something that we're always trying to book guests to get on our shows and work with different co-hosts and uh, producers, things like that. So you're around people a lot. Just how much has it helped you? And uh, you know, were you always a people person? And how much has it kind of helped you uh, if you were? You know, some of those personal skills professionally. Oh yeah, no, uh, extroverted to the top right corner of my Myers Briggs. You know, yeah. and. And I'm definitely a people person by nature, but it, it makes it easier with the building like the ION and the ION district, which is an epicenter for activity. So you're bringing people together in Houston. Like, let me ask you a question. Do you, uh, where do you go if you have a good idea in Houston? Is there a spot for you to go and share that idea to see if it could become a viable business? Well, there didn't used to be, did there? Right? Yeah. Now there is. Uh, this Ion building, which is the old Sears building in Midtown Houston, uh, has been reimagined and reinvigorated for ideas. And so uh, bringing people together and connecting them to their future, that's a pretty awesome place to be. And that's essentially what my role is, is to you know have a Rolodex in, and make connections on a daily basis. So I love the, the radio side because now we can tell the stories of these connections and what's right. happening. Well, that's just awesome. You know, um, when you talk about these young startups that you get involved with, what is the breakdown of the industries that those startups are in? Oh, I love it. I love this question because, man, I, I just had the conversation before I got here. We were hosting an event at the ION this morning called Engage VC with Live Oak Partners, which is a uh, venture capital firm that invests in only Texas-based companies. Uh, $250 million fund. And I was speaking to Creighton this morning and telling him, you know, it used to just be energy and B2B SaaS, which is software as a service, right? Now I have a mortgage company. I have a real estate tokenization and a Web3 blockchain company sitting in front of me this morning, you know, in Houston, Texas. So the diversification of industries is here in Houston. It's not just what we thought it was back in the day. But it is also energy tech. So we're, we're seeing a whole plethora of startups that are growing in Houston and thriving because of buildings like ours and also connections that are being made. So it's an exciting time. And, man, I, I think there's uh, you're going to start to see a lot more unicorns in Houston that are looking like they're coming from Silicon Valley or from Austin, Texas. But they're really Houston companies born and bred. Well, you know. Being the epicenter of the world in oil and gas, there I'm not the only 40-year veteran of oil and gas that has crossed over into the renewable and sustainable market. Yeah, And I'm seeing a lot more of my older colleagues and some of the younger colleagues making that crossover, seeing where the change is happening in the energy sector. And I bet you guys are witnessing that with what you're doing. Front row seat. You know, uh, just two weeks ago, we hosted the finals of the Houston Startup Showcase. And the winner, uh, Farid from Unitag, which is a disruptive startup for the uh, toll tag industry, is a 26-year Shell uh, employee veteran, right? Which is, uh, it's pretty crazy to think that a Shell employee moves into toll tags, right? But he has a connection to the, the backstory of that and really turned it into a viable startup. Now, also have Sean Marshall, which 
a veteran in the energy industry is now in the geothermal industry. You know, these are people, again, saw them this morning. Uh, if you want to see the startup ecosystem live and in person, it's, it's here. It's at the ION every single day. It's at the ION district with Greentown Labs. Uh, it's an amazing place to be in Houston because, like I said earlier, if you have an idea, guess what? You have a place to go now. And you can share that idea with resources to be had. So it's, a, it's an amazing moment. Um, really, this has all started in the last five, 10 years. And I think it's setting ourselves up for the next three decades of, of prosperity here in Houston. Well, you know, uh, the only time I've been to the ION was when I attended a clean tax conference that was there, okay? And so looking around, I saw the spaces you have. Tell us, there's multiple floors. Are there different spaces about where people could come and just work off the street when they need a place to park? I mean, tell us a little bit about how the ION itself functions as a building and a facility for those to go that are waiting between appointments, but they're 30 miles from their house. Can they go use a chair there to, or a space to work on their computer for a little bit? Absolutely. So the ION really is a vertical village of connection. So our lobby is completely open and free to all. You do not have to spend a dime to come in. Now, granted, we have four amazing restaurants, including uh, a beer bar called Second Draft, uh, Common Bond, which is a great coffee shop here in Houston. We've, uh, you know, so we have a place for you to come open up your laptop. And then at the bottom in the basement, which uh, not many places here in Houston have basements, but the old Sears, if, uh, if you shopped there back in the day, it's still the old Sears. We did not tear this uh, structure down. Uh, we actually added two more floors on top. So the bottom floor is called our academic flex space where you can come and take a meeting, you know, a Zoom call. Uh, you can invite uh, a prospect or, you know, a possible customer to be in a space where ideas come to live, right? Uh, that's a powerful place to be. You, everybody in the building is willing to change the future for good. And that's almost a prerequisite to come in. If you are innovative, a doer, or someone who's looking to change the future for good, the ION's for you, and it's free to be in. Granted, if you want a desk for long-term, uh, second floor to fifth floor are all leasable spaces, starting with common desk on the second floor, which you know you have the flex desks, you have the two-person offices, and that's meant to be agile so that you can grow your company from you know two people to 20 people in a year. So based on a lot of things that you've said, is it a fair kind of broad characterization to say that what you guys are trying to do is connect aspiring entrepreneurs or people with innovative ideas for a small business and help them kind of get off the ground and kind of empower them? Is that kind of just a fair summary of what you're trying to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it happens every week. So uh, today, Wednesday, we host Pop-Tarts and Pitches. This is every Wednesday. And Pop-Tarts and Pitches are for those aspiring entrepreneurs who have a business plan or a pitch and they just want feedback. And so we bring 40 to 50 community members, you know, other entrepreneurs, investors, community leaders all together to explore how to make that pitch better, how to help your elevator pitch, how to, you know, really cultivate your skills so that you can be successful in Houston. And so you're absolutely right. This is a place to come to grow and to excel at what you're doing. And we're here to be there for you. The other thing that I, I think you can probably speak to on this is just the 
value of person-to-person interaction because I think uh, the pandemic obviously resulted in a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of phone calls, a lot of things being done virtually. And, and I think even before the pandemic uh, with obviously technology always continuing to find different ways to communicate with people without being there face-to-face, there was kind of less of a need for people to meet up and, and do it the traditional way. But I, I'm a firm believer in that's a good way of establishing that initial core foundation that allows you to, uh, you know, build a business relationship or just establish a, a contact in, in, in your space. And what can you say about at the ION just having those meetings and, and just that kind of bare bones traditionalist approach and how it can help people? For sure. No, that's that's the core of our business is serendipity, is creating a, a physical space where trust can be built, right? So on a Zoom call, trust isn't easy to uh, identify, right? But in person-to-person interactions, having that back and forth, uh, a, an honest conversation, that's the foundation of a business relationship that can turn into a customer, that can turn into you know a lifetime of interaction. As a startup, you need that. As a entrepreneur, you need a community of that on both sides of the coin, from you know your future hires, uh, to future investors, to future customers. And so having that physical space is important. And again, going back to my comment earlier about Houston, where in Houston would you go to run in to other people who want to change the world for good? Is there a spot? Is there a, a, you know, you don't go to the Galleria to bounce ideas off people. You come to the ION and guess what? Anybody in that building, an introduction, a connection can turn into an opportunity, a possibility. And that's really what we're creating in the city of Houston is a dense environment where serendipity can thrive and grow. You know, I mentioned this morning, uh, where else would I have met Sean and Farid, who is a toll tag industry and a geothermal company in the same building? Uh, not in the lobby of a downtown skyscraper, but in the ION, that is really what we're trying to produce. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, those of us in Houston appreciate what you guys are doing because it's making our city just look better and better. So along with, uh, you know, having you here, that's exciting because we get to see you face to face. Greg and I don't always get our guests in person. A lot of times we're in here, but they're over Zoom. So it's always nice to have a Houston person on. So we appreciate you coming in. Uh, you know, it's been a good week for Houston uh, with regards to the the Cougars becoming number one in the country. So we're celebrating that here too this week. Go Cougs. But anyway, that's right. But tell us about something else. Cup of Joey. <laughs> I keep seeing it on LinkedIn. Cup of Joey. Tell sure. us about that. So we mentioned pandemic earlier. And pandemic was hard on me. You, you asked me if I was an, a people person. I absolutely am. And, you know, social distancing and, and you know, lockdown wasn't fun. And so I've been in my house for eight months, just like everybody else. And man, I wanted to get back in person to see what would happen if we connected with one another. And Cup of Joey really was born out of the pandemic. The first moment that President Biden lifted the the mask ban, we created the first Cup of Joey. And that was about 82 weeks ago. Uh, And I say 82 weeks because we've done it every Friday since Mm. uh, with relentless back-to-back you know, it's a grind, but it's it's part of it is to create those relationships. You you need face to face interactions and you need repetition. And after 
you know, two, three weeks of repetition and seeing the same people, you build solid foundations, which turn into opportunities. So Cup of Joey is a purposeful meetup for innovative ideas. And it happens every single Friday. I also just wanted to ask in terms of the uh, overall small business space and the entrepreneurship uh, aspirations of a lot of people in Houston and uh, nationwide as well. I just feel like, you know, I go back to when I was in high school, the show Shark Tank started to come on and I was like, oh, wow, like there's a lot of people that just kind of start their own business and they look for an investment and here they go. And, 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 and you know, I'm, I'm 27 and so that I'm talking about like 10-ish years ago now uh, that, that I kind of had that realization. And so I, I, I'm just curious if from a timeline standpoint for you, what you can say about the growth and evolution of small business people and just the desire. It seems like there is just a lot more of that, a lot more uh, people. That space is a lot bigger in terms of people that say, yeah, you know, I, I could work for company X, Y, or Z, but I'm going to put all my eggs in the small business basket and, and try and do it myself. What can you say about kind of that spike the last one to two decades? Sure. Uh, yeah. So I define entrepreneurship as someone who is willing to change the future for good so much so that they start a business around it, right? So you have a purpose in your life, you're looking to solve a problem or help people. And those who have that purpose create businesses, but you could be an entrepreneur inside of a company too. Like it doesn't just have to be that risky you know, jump. You can be an entrepreneur inside of a corporation as well, an entrepreneur. But for that uh, spike the past two decades, I think it's because of the internet right? Opportunities yeah. are all there for you at a click of a button. You don't have to go to a library. You don't have to go into the encyclopedias. Information's at your fingertips. And so is knowledge. And so that's where small business for startup, people have like these two different terms. And the way I define small business is someone who's looking to make an impact locally, right? Those who are building a brick and mortar to service their, their local communities. Mm -hmm. A startup, on the other hand, is looking for global impact. Think about Uber back in 2008. They were started local, but they took over the entire globe and disrupted the taxi industry in less than 10 years. And that's what the internet is allowing us to do. Right. So um, I think and the movement of information is really the reason why. And to that end, I, I just feel like Uber is a good example of what you're talking about with uh, technological growth and the internet. like taxi you know the days of just waving fly, flagging down a cab on the you know curb of a, a city are over you just go on your phone and request the cab and and you see it and i'm sure you can take that example for uber and you know proportionate it out to a lot of other businesses in terms of how they've been born 2008 but, yeah. right there your phone exactly. like you said the iphone changed the game it's the remote control for life uh you can you know purchase a house you can uh get a house you can get a car you can do whatever you need on your phone and that's the differentiator between two decades or even a decade ago and now is that the access to information and then the access to businesses. So if I hadn't asked for those listening, it's to get your startup or get your business started and, you know, get your ideas out there because an idea that you hold on to is just that. It's an idea. Right. An idea you share becomes a business. Um, and that's where people change the world is when they build businesses. So it's your Cup of Joe meetups that you have. Are you a mix of small business owners and startups? 
or is it one side favor versus the other? I love I love how you introed that because you said that my cup of Joe. Uh, a Joey. There Sorry. you go. There's a, a big, Joey. There's yeah. a big difference. Uh, yeah. A cup of Joe versus a cup of Joey is the why. So the why is your purpose in life. And that's the starting place for small businesses, for uh, startups, for investors, for community leaders, corporate innovators. It doesn't matter who you are. If you have a purpose in life, guess what? You're going to change the future. Those who don't have a purpose, the future changes them. And that is dangerous because, you know, that's someone who's allowing the future just to happen. I like to meet with purposeful people, and that's what Cup of Joey is. It's become a purposeful meetup for innovation, and innovation is those who are willing to change the future for good. Uh, so Cup of Joey is for all. It's really – I have uh, vegan, you know, uh, local food marts that are coming through. I have startup companies that are coming through. I have investors. It's really a great, diverse group, and I'm really proud of what's happening. It's grown. It's gone from just at the Ion to now we have one in the Woodlands. Now we have a Cup of Joey in Sugarland, and we have a Cup of Joey in Clear Lake at Space Center Houston. So this has been an amazing growth because people want to meet on purpose. Nothing's worse than a, you know, shallow conversation with an individual with just small talk. When you ask someone, what is your why? You're opening up a whole new can of opportunities. Last one for me, uh, we've talked a lot about kind of the past and how we got to where we are now, but where do you see everything going? I mean, in terms of, you know, what happens the next decade or two, uh, you know, technology is only getting easier, you would think, or, or more available in terms of what you can do there. Uh, and, you know, God willing, we won't have another pandemic that'll disrupt everybody's face-to-face -face interaction. So just what's in the future for the ION and, and just for a lot of the business strategies that we've talked about here the last 20 minutes, how do you think those will evolve? Yeah. So it's very easy for me to answer this question because it's all already defined. Uh, the ION district, you can check it out, iondistrict.com. We're going from 300,000 square feet of building to 3 million square feet. And the mayor, when we opened up uh, the ION, said that this is as impactful, if not more, for the city as the Galleria was for the city of Houston. And so believe me when I say ION District is going to change the face of the city, and it's going to change the face of the city to those outside the city. So if you're listening from outside of Houston and you think of us as a one-cow town, it is no longer that. It is no longer just an energy town. It's no longer an oil and gas town only. It is such an amazing future for us. Um, and Ion District really does lay it out in um, phases and, and steps and really shows where we're going to be as an innovative town of the future. So the 3 million square feet you're going to expand to, are they going to be different buildings in different suburbs or all around that area where you're at downtown? So Rice Management Company has owned this land since 1900, and it was gifted by Ima Hogg, who was the daughter of the past uh, Texas governor. And so they've been sitting on this land before Sears and before Fiesta. And now they have 16 acres in the city center, uh, Midtown Houston, that is where all three million of all of this uh, innovation and progress will be. It's right there in Midtown. And I think it's going to connect downtown and the medical center to create an innovation corridor. It's three miles long by half a mile wide. 
and that is the same size as Manhattan. So imagine a Manhattan inside of the fourth largest city uh, in, in the country. So we will have suburbs and we'll have sprawl, but we'll also have density that clues us into the physical connection that we were talking about earlier. Joey, that's just wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us on The Green Insider, powered by you Renewable. How can people reach you? Come to Cup of Joey every Friday, 8.30 to 10.30 at the ION. It's an open invite. And then um, follow us on the ION Houston on all of our social channels so that you can see what's happening next. And I hope to see you soon. That's great. There he is, Joey Sanchez, again, Senior Director of Ecosystems at the ION, joining us on Episode 156 of The Green Insider, powered by E-Renewable. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts from and leave us a five-star rating because, as the saying goes, you learn something new every day, and we were responsible for today's lesson. Joey, thanks again for your time, and enjoy the holiday season. Thank you. All right. That'll wrap things up for us on The Green Insider. We're back next week with Episode 157. Until then, everyone, enjoy the rest of your weeks.